0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Money Lab Live. It is February 3rd, the day after Groundhog's Day. What did you do last night? Because I watched Groundhog Day. That's what I did. I watch it every year, multiple times. Uh, Today, I have a guest on the show, Michelle Lowry. Welcome. Welcome to Money Lab Live.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to see you.
0: Good to see you, too. Uh, it's been, what? We haven't, you haven't seen me since, like, September? Last
1: September.
0: Yeah. Wow. So I had not I mean, we've had
1: on Slack and stuff, but sure. yeah. Sure.
0: Um. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. good. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, surviving. Yeah.
0: Doing this <laughs> now.
1: Yeah, I know. I've been watching. It's awesome. I love it.
0: So, um, I appreciate that. Look, I, I have um we have a lot to get to today because i have so much to talk to about talk to you about seo um i've you know that's what you've been doing right for the for last few months is just
1: yeah optimizing yeah yep still like doing, doing what SEO. pardon
0: Like doing what specifically oh
1: just, um mostly just focusing on optimization not writing um not really uh, maybe a little bit of editing, um, but mostly focusing on optimization, um, just to help a client. They're completely redoing their site, mm-hmm. and um, just to help them pick up more traffic. Um, they there's a lot of stuff going on there. You know, not a, not enough internal links, and just you know all kinds of things. So I'm having a good time. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> you're not
0: writing for like doing any kind of writing.
1: No, not right. Well, my own stuff. Sure. I am. Um, my own. Cause I just, I kind of got burned out on, on, you know, writing client content and mm-hmm. writing content. Sure. So, um, I dusted off a, a novel that I started a mm. while back and I've been working on that again. So that's fun.
0: Sweet. Um, well, so what are you doing for this client specifically? And I don't want to go into too much detail, but like, you know, better internal linking. Are you guys worried about page speed? Are you like redoing like the technical side of the website or is it mostly just like editorial SEO optimization?
1: No, it's a little bit of everything, but I'm working with a a team. I actually, my client is actually an agency and then their client is, you know, the company whose site we're working on. So it's multifaceted. There's a social team helping them out. There's uh, a technical SEO team helping them out. There's design and development because they completely, like I said, they completely Um, redid their website, redesigned it, you know, reorganized it, everything. And then there's a content team. And so there, um, you know, we have, uh, writers and then, um, another woman and I are optimizing content and then we have an editor and, uh, you know, we're going through that whole process, but that's my focus right now is just the making sure that it's, it's well-optimized and to, to help them pick up some traffic. So it's nice for a change though, to have a little bit, you know, narrower focus and do something that I, right. I really enjoy and that right. I'm good at. So
0: yeah. Um, have you been keeping up with the SEO news of the day? Is that what you're
1: here and there? I actually, I don't, you know, I don't make a point of opening, you know, search engine journal or search engine watch or anything, mm-hmm. you know, for every day and, and read up. I I'm on Twitter. And sure. so I see, you, get you know, it. I see, Come by, right? Yeah, because uh, I follow a lot of people in the industry, so I see stuff come out, come by, uh, you know, my feed, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check it out and read up on it. Um, so I kind of just—I I don't seek it out; it's just there, you know. Right, it's, just, it's
0: just in your. Yeah, it's in our world; it just shows <laughs> <Yeah>. up.
1: <laughs> exactly. Shows up That's one feed. of the great things about Twitter. It's kind of like a, an aggregate feed of news. One hundred percent. Yeah, hearing, yeah.
0: I just have to mute and, certain people. You know what I mean? I just can't see that stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I, I want to do something a little different today. Something I've never done before Um, where we're going to take basically what I did was I found a bunch of uh, I went on a bunch of websites to talk about SEO and I found uh, th- what they consider to be the trends of 2021, like what the things that we should be focused on as content creators uh, for SEO. Okay. And so what I want to do with you is. Is take all of them and rank them from one to five, one being not important and five being extremely important. Um, and I have little yeah, excerpts good. to read. Yeah, I have little excerpts to read from each person that, like, you know, all these SEO experts. <laughs> I'm trying not to not put those in the, okay? Did I off screen. Uh, off,
1: off camera here. Off camera.
0: <laughs> Uh, we don't. I don't know. I you know. I I removed their. I removed their job title. <laughs> I just have their their first okay. names, and then I have the websites oh, I got them from. I'm
1: sure. I'm, I'm thinking they're probably going to be recognizable, but
0: I'm sure. So yeah. yeah. Um. But before we get started with that, um, if if you're watching right now, uh, and we're about to get into this, please, uh, for the algorithm, thumbs it up, if you will. Uh, let me know that you're here. I see Brendan's here. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, Hi, Brendan. Ben, Yep. Brendan's here. I got Ben. We got Paula. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, oh, a thumbs down. That's what I fucking get. Uh, if you, oh. <laughs> that's what I get for asking.
1: You ask for likes. I know.
0: I, you know, somebody told me to do it. I try. I'm trying it. Whatever. Um, I'll never do it again. <laughs> a clear vote, a clear vote of confidence. Uh, but, uh, if you're in the chat, Please say hello, uh, if you have any questions about SEO, we're going to do a Q&A at the end of the episode for sure, um, and we're going to talk about some news as well. So we're, we have some like uh, a couple of things that Google's working on, and so we want to do that. Um, so thank you so much. Appreciate it. And again, start asking questions because we're going to be getting to that towards the end. So what I want to do is start to look at these topics. Let's go look at these trends right now. So. Um, the first trend that we have, and I'm trying to decide how to do this. I think what we're going to do is look at one trend, and then we're going go to um, go into this little thing that I designed, which you already saw, but everybody else will see, um, and sort of rank each one individually. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So um, this first one that I found on two sites, I actually found this on Search Engine Journal and Backlinko which is brand SERP optimization. And let me let me see if I can get that a little bit bigger. It's, you can read that. Can you see that? I can. Okay. Just, hell, you know, I think, yeah, let's but go a little bit bigger. There we go. Oh, that's there a, a bit better. So much better. Okay. So I also classify this as domain authority, which I don't know if it necessarily is the same thing, but I kind of thought, you know, it makes sense so nick ranger do you know nick ranger
1: um the name rings a bell but and i don't follow him i don't think it, i don't I, know. I wonder if
0: he's the guy that owns rank ranger
1: i was just gonna i was just asking i was just thinking that i was just wondering
0: yeah so he thinks we may start to see personalized knowledge graphs starting in 2021 google has access to so much information about you your search history email social media and other types of user information that they have the ability and means to scale personalized knowledge graphs, qualifying the relationships between the legitimacy of the author credentials to content in addition to the way that Google perceives value from content will be ever more important. So that was from Search Engine Journal and Nick Ranger. And then Backlinko kind of classified it. I mean, I kind of consider this to be the same thing. Domain authority used to be about the links, but not anymore. Today, Google also evaluates your site based on the EAT method, which is expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Uh, and in many ways, EAT is the domain authority 2.0. Um, so looking at that, let's go onto our board here. Uh, I will – so that's our, this is our board for today. We have uh, – we're going to rank this from 1 to 5. So as far as domain authority is concerned, you look at something like Swim University – That's been around since 2000. The domain's been around since 2004. It's very, very specifically. I kind of like look at it as like site profiling, right? Google's like, we know what Swim University does. Like we know what their their thing is. So do we rank their content higher than say a site that kind of covers all topics related to like maybe backyard instead of just swimming pool and hot tub?
1: Well, the the first thing to remember, and and the first thing to keep in mind, is that domain authority is a propi- proprietary metric created by Moz. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something that comes from Google. It's not something that is um, <clears throat> universal. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like page speed or or um, the the way you know what the title tag is, or it's it's not something that is, is applicable, um, across the board. So, and then every other, um, software like SEM rush has their own, um, version of it, which I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it's, it it is, it is a thing and it's something to, to keep in mind, but it's not the end all be all it's not, you know, Oh my gosh, I have to have domain authority. No, it's, it's, it's useful in, in its own way. Um, so as far as domain authority, I would put it, I would actually put it into in myself. In two, you'd say it's meh. Yeah, I would. Um, because of that fact, because it's not uh, a universal, um, metric that, that is something that, you know, Google is not looking at domain authority. Google cor- is not yeah. doing anything according to what Moz has well, created.
0: Yeah. But what about. <laughs> Uh, what about the idea that a site is being profiled now by Google, which I know uh, I've looked on Rank Ranger and that, and this is what Morty was talking about all, two years ago. And I've mentioned this on the show before that now with AI or machine learning, Google can now like basically look at your site and go like, yeah, you nay. Is it a good overall sort of holistic view at your site and right. say, is this good or bad? Um, right. And that's, that's sort of the, the way answer. I took domain authority in this context, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, Um, Is it better, maybe the question is, is it better to have a site that is very, very narrow in its, in its sort of like scope versus something like Huffington Post where it's like, we do cooking and we do blank and we do, you know, we have all these different, you know, assets.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, you know, the, the most commonly used answer in SEO. It depends.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. It
1: depends. Followed closely by maybe and sometimes. Right. So you know, it depends on what the site is for. Swim University—that's for pools and hot tubs. It is very narrow. It's—it's it's supposed to be. You're not. Do you think to that helps me though? Yeah. You think it no, helps absolutely. me rank? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, definitely. then in that
0: case, would, would would you reorder? Would you re-put this in a different? You know what I mean? Or does it? You say it doesn't really. You still don't think it matters?
1: I, I think because it's it's called domain authority. I'm I would think of it just as just as authority. Sure. Just yeah, like top. Authority, You okay. know, not necessarily domain authority, because it's that I, I just have that in my head that that's a, you know, a Moz created thing. And I'm not putting that down. Don't don't get me wrong. Let's do this. Then. Um, just, let's, there we go. OK, let's make a topic authority. I would put that under uh, very important or extremely important. Um, but you know, let me make clear, I'm not I'm not, uh, you know, uh, dogging domain authority or Moz in any way. I'm just no. saying that it's not it's not something that, uh, you know, Google looks at it's not a it's not a metric you're not going to find domain authority in google analytics for example
0: 100 percent. and you know what and adding. here's the thing let's put this here now if there's things that if this if this category gets too big we can start to move things around because i, right. I kind of i don't think it's designed perfectly to where every box is going to fit under with everything's labeled extremely <laughs> important or very important like we're going to have to shift things you know what i mean Cause we That's have to prioritize about this
1: being live though we can do that you know we, can do we that. have we're flexible. We have 100%. the technology.
0: Yes. So uh, going back, that's the, we'll call that domain authority. We're going to we're going to rename this topic authority. We don't really have to right. do this, but for my anal sake. <laughs> uh, OK, Searcher no. intent, Searcher intent. Oh, Brittany wait, before Mueller. we move
1: on, though, before, we huh? move on um, before we move on, just to. To, because we switch it to topic authority, then um, just to follow up on that a little bit, yes, topic authority, yes, very important. Like and yes. you, you threw out the example of Huffington Post. That's a totally different animal than a site like Swim University. So it's uh, those are that's apples and oranges, really. Yeah. So topic authority for um, an educational site like Swim University is extremely important. Topic authority. Uh, I don't think topic authority would be something that would be applied to having to post or any news um site it would just be authority in general that it's factual that it's re- researched that it's um you know not not publishing conspiracy theories and and right. you know they're fact checking their stuff that's just authority across the board right. that it is a a believable and authoritative site but you know, topic authority is gonna be the more narrow kinds of
0: yeah. sites. And you know, speaking on that too, like I wanna to go to this tab that I have, which is, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, or maybe dig into this, or maybe just dig into it now, because apparently Google's doing this, where you can, uh, there's a little thing that, a little icon or something, uh, these little three dots here, where you can see the source and read about it. And I believe what they're trying to do is, I'm assuming just create this, like atmosphere of trustworthiness, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of giving it up, they're giving it, to, maybe they're giving it to the user to like, cause they're gonna track that click. Like that's, that, that's the big thing for them. How many people are clicking that little three dot thing to find out if this site's trustworthy? If, if I think if people, if too many people, and maybe I'm wrong, if too many people click that, those dots on the one, on the same site, is that is that bad for that site? Or is that good for that site?
1: Well, they're going to have to wait a little while before they start determining that because it's something new. Everybody's yeah. going to be clicking on it because it's new. Let me see what this does. Let me see, you know, let me let me check this out and let me click it multiple times because I'm, I am I want to look at it, you know, over and over or I'm writing about it or, you know, so they're going to need to wait a little while for that to calm down before they can start really, um, if they do, to start measuring clicks on it. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
1: After that, then, you know, after the the newness works off and it's just kind of an integral part of the the serp then that's something that i think they could they could probably measure if they wanted to
0: right um i just i think this is interesting though and especially them choosing money right now as their as their animated oh, yeah. gif you know yeah GameStop, am i right yeah. is that going to get me is that going to get me demonetized that i mentioned that what's that is that going to get me demonetized that i mentioned that
1: <laughs> uh oh
0: but yeah We're i mean that good.
1: that but we're not giving investing advice here. <laughs> no, it's, but it's that
0: whole your money, your life thing, right? It's that it's yes. what Google's very strict on that on what you can, you know, educate people right. about money. So, right. And health. Um, So I think this is interesting. You know, I think we might see something come of that. Who knows? Um, but moving on to searcher intent. So we have Brittany Mueller who thinks that it means SEO pros will need to transition away from traditional best practices that hold less value as the algorithms get stronger, trying to write meta descriptions for every single page, for example, uh, and focus more on better understanding what's happening within the SERPs slash searcher intent. Google houses the world's information and they know what the majority of people's searching X seek. Paying closer attention to search results will give SEO pros a leg up in creating competitive content in the way that searchers desire to consume it." Um, so search intent.
1: Extremely important. Right? Yep. I think and, this is underestimated.
0: I'll, I I even I was doing this for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um one of those one of the things in there in particular um catches my eye, the the example that she gives, writing meta descriptions for every single page. Yeah. Um that has become less important, I think, because it used to be that if you didn't write a a custom meta description, Google would just grab, you know, like the first sentence Mm -hmm. or two off the page. And that wasn't really helpful. It wasn't always going to be descriptive enough. It wasn't going to be, you know, something that was going to get you the the click through what they do now though, is they will grab content from the page, um, according to what you've searched for. So for example, Let's say you have a a food blog. Let's say you have a a cooking blog, okay? And you have a recipe for chocolate cake. And somewhere in there, you mention that, you know, so that's your keyword, chocolate cake or chocolate cake recipe, you know, grandma's chocolate cake recipe, whatever it is that you're targeting. So that you're going to be mentioning that. And then in the ingredients list or, or down somewhere, you know, farther along the page, you say, oh, by the way, I use Mexican chocolate because I think it's the best. You're not really targeting it. You're not really, you know, you're just mentioning offhand because it's something that you're doing and something you like. And, you know, you're trying to make the, the the post and your blog more personal. Right. So then later on, somebody comes to Google and they've heard somewhere that, you know, I, is there a, a, I wonder if there's a chocolate cake recipe that uses Mexican chocolate. So you've written this meta description of, you know, here's the best chocolate cake recipe and, you know, click through to, to find my grandma's recipe, whatever it is that you've written, custom meta description. But somebody searches for chocolate cake recipe with mexican chocolate google puts your site up on the serp and they pull that little section from your page i use mexican chocolate because it tastes the best or whatever Mm -hmm. so they completely bypass the custom meta description that you've written but it's it's fine and and in fact it's really good that they do that because they're putting you onto a serp that you might not have otherwise uh, made it onto if you were not you know, because you're not targeting that keyword because you didn't have that in your meta description. So it's actually a, a, a help, I think, to content creators. So I completely agree with with that one. Meta and description you, be not as important, but searcher intent absolutely, absolutely yeah. Yes.
0: And and in my world, you know, I, I was always trying to rank for like, you know, as a, as a from an affiliate marketing standpoint, you try to rank for, um, you know, pool thermometer. And when you rank for something like that, when you rank for that really big keyword, uh, a lot of times what comes up when you you have when you do keyword research, you have to look at what is already on the search results pages, right the serps um and so for me, it was like, well, you look something like that up, and it might be e-commerce like it's just like Amazon you know Wayfair you know oh, yeah. this e-commerce store, yeah, whatever, like and you're like, well I'm not running an e-commerce business i'm running a uh i want to teach people how to find the best thermometer well you just said it you know you just said your you said your your search term and so which is more the searcher intent as opposed to like what the keyword you're trying to go after just because it's you know gets a lot of traffic or gets a lot of searches
1: yeah, the end, the end uh, intent for that user is to buy one, but before they buy one, they want to know It's it comes before that. Before I buy it, I want to know which one is the best one. Yeah. So I want to read about that first before I make a buying decision. Mm-hmm. So all of those e-commerce sites coming up first, maybe not as helpful. You know, they can click through to Amazon and read a bunch of reviews or whatever, or they can just read, you know, something that pops up right there on, on page one that says how to choose the best thermometer. And that's what they're really looking for. They go in there, they read about it, and then they make that buy right. decision. Right. So it's a, it's a step back in that, uh, the buyer's journey and the funnel and all of those good marketing terms that we love to use.
0: Exactly. Um, so this is my favorite one, I think, uh, which is user experience. This is the core web vitals. Uh, Rachel Costello. So that we should be looking at how a page makes a user feel, not just whether the page is accessible and comprehensible to the search engine crawler. This will involve us taking a user centric approach with our optimization efforts, including a keen focus on how to quickly and smoothly pages load or how to, you know, page speed, how soon pages become responsive to user interactions. And how easy a website is to use and navigate on mobile devices and the safety and security of a site's connection as users are browsing through it. Incorporating page experience into your SEO workflow will not only help future-proof your website's performance and rankings ahead of the upcoming algorithm update, but it can also improve UX and conversions now. Um, that's from Search Engine Journal. And I could not agree with more i mean to me this is the thing that no one's paying attention to um and it's the to, i always considered it a competitive advantage being a small person not in stature but in <laughs> in, the, in the internet um <laughs> to 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 capitalize on because you can i mean good luck trying to make like a huge company make their make make that like a priority to make their page load faster you know, or mm-hmm. take out a, a pop-up because, oh, we need yeah. the pop up, you know, like we we're concerned about that. Well, fine. You're concerned about that, but I'm not concerned about that. I'm mm-hmm. concerned about people finding my content. I don't, you know, I'll convert them a different way. I don't need a pop-up to happen. I'll figure out something and I'm more nimble. And so for me, like my pages load incredibly fast. I don't have that. I don't know what it is that I don't, you probably have seen it on web web pages where like you're scrolling, but like it takes like a second it kind of like breathes
1: It jumps yeah what the fuck is that
0: is that like a javascript <laughs> thing i don't know <laughs> i hate that so much
1: you know what drives me nuts is when i'm on uh mobile and i have scrolled down and it jumps back to the top for some yeah. reason like some, some other thing loaded it, it took so long to load yeah that now that it's loaded oh here you need to start over again and i i, I leave i leave yeah. those pages
0: uh and then this is a this is like when I read news sites, not all news sites, there are some news sites that are certainly doing better than others. Um, I'll like, you know, have to scroll past an ad. But then when the ad changes, it's like I jump up and I'm like, I was just reading something like that's the worst (laughs) experience ever, you know? know. And it's just like, of course, Google's going to be like, don't, if people are like, like you and I (laughs) who are going like, uh, no back button. I mean, especially on a Chrome device, like they know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, if they're going to use a pop up, I pop ups. I don't like pop ups, but if you're going to use one, use it within the first few seconds that the person. This is my personal opinion. Hmm. Use it in the first few seconds that the person is on the page because it really irks me when. Yeah, I'm into an article. I'm I'm already five paragraphs hmm. in and I'm really you know interested and in I'm reading and then something pops up in my face. I you know that's I was already. That's
0: interesting. I've never heard really- that.
1: I, you know, because, well, you know how you can set a pop-up, you know, one second after load, however many, and I've seen people say, you know, wait a little bit, wait until you're sure the person is on the page or whatever. But again, we're getting into the, it depends area when it's, but it's a news story or something that is, um, sure. You know, if it's a food blog, I don't care because I don't read all the stuff before the recipe anyway, (laughs) just get to the recipe. Um, yeah, but you know, if it's something that I I want to, if it's an, an Atlantic article, which is you know five thousand words or something, mm-hmm. and I'm halfway into it, don't put something in front of my face when I'm in the middle of reading. That's so distracting and so annoying.
0: I mean, it's a commercial, and, right? You're watching a TV show. Yeah. It's like yes, yes, a commercial yeah,
1: there's now. A everything now, so we don't have to have commercials. Yeah. So yeah, and then also when you type prefer- in your email
0: address, you're gonna probably disappear, right? You're gonna like not be on that page anymore. So people probably right. fear. Well, if I type in my email address, like it's going to take me to a thank you page. Um, I'm surprised right. you yeah. say in the beginning, because to me, that makes I, I would be so pissed. I'm like, I don't even know if I like this yet.
1: Well, like, no, not me, because, OK, it, again, personal opinion Sure, the sure. Page is just loaded. Yep. I've just read, you know, maybe the headline or something. And then a pop up comes up. Nope, don't want it. And now I can read. Uh, it's but done. you're probably going to.
0: But more people are probably going to do that. Right. They're probably going to say, nope, don't want it because they're because maybe so what about like searcher or what about like the exit intent
1: oh again it's going to depend on the on the content though if it's something i really want to read you know if i if i clicked through to read something if the the headline caught my interest enough for me to click through to read it Mm -hmm. a pop-up coming up at me you know two seconds after i've been on the page is not going to deter me from from finishing reading right. something that pops up in my face halfway through and you know interrupts my reading that's that's going to really irk me that's going to yeah. make me more likely to just you know bounce out because you guys aren't letting me read you you know you're I came here to read and you keep throwing up ads in my face what is the point of this is the point of your page to display ads and make advertising revenue or is the point of your page to uh, have content and readers and you know right. to to share information. If it's just the ads, well, good luck and see it because I don't, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. So I would much rather, yeah, that, you know, the page just loaded, pop up comes up. I either say, yes, I'm, I'm going to do something if that's the case. I'm usually do not do that with pop ups. But, you know, the other thing is the pop up is not going to be the only CTA for that on the page. When you, once you get to the bottom of the article, you should have mm-hmm. another CPA. If right. you like this, you know, sign up for our newsletter, whatever it is. Yeah. So that's not the only, it's not like, Oh my gosh, if they don't, if they yeah. click out of the pop up and I'm done, you know, I know there are other opportunities, to 100%. Do it. There's you know?
0: Yeah. And for me, it's like, you have, um, you can put it at the bottom, you can put it at the top, but just don't interrupt me. Like, don't stop. Don't, don't block me from doing it. Another thing that right. I think is really interesting you could do put it in the middle. So I can just, so I yes. can skip over it. You know, that's the easiest way to like, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If and, it's in line, that's fine. You and know, find if a good I just breaking to, point. I'll pass it right.
0: You know, right. find a good yeah. place where I'm like, oh, that was a really good paragraph or that was like, I want to keep reading, but like, oh, that was good. So yes, I'm going to subscribe. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting yes. this in extreme.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And something else, <clears throat> excuse me, something else about this one though, when you, can you go back to the, what she, what she said? Yes. What, uh, Okay, Rachel Costello said we should be looking at how a page makes a user feel. When you when you know that part, when you got to that part, I I totally went somewhere else. I was not getting into, I was not thinking about page speed and and you know uh, responsive to user interactions. I did not go that way at all. I went more to, but this is because this is what I do. I went more to content, because that's something that I have been talking about since I started writing content. How something makes uh, the reader feel. If you're not going to evoke some kind of emotion with your content, it's you're not going to get as good of a result from it as you could um, if you get any result at all. So if it's something that uh, you know you're trying to, if it's an article about uh, you know taking some kind of precaution so that you don't. Uh, catch a, a disease and I'm not talking about masks and let's not even go there, but
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, putting, putting uh, a, a bug repellent on before you go outside so that right. you don't get bitten by a mosquito and you don't get, you know, a West Nile virus or something. Um, if it's something like that, you want to evoke an emotion from that person. You don't want to scare them, but you want to, you want them to feel concerned that, Oh, I, I need to read this. Because this is important because this is a, a terrible disease and, but there are things that I can do to prevent it. Um, if it's, you know, that, that chocolate cake recipe, that is your, your grandmother's recipe, you know, like I said, I skip over the, the stories with the recipes, but there are people who read those. So if it's, you know, you have a story about the first time your grandmother made this Mexican chocolate cake, re- uh, chocolate cake for you. And, you know, it's, and you evoke a happy, emotion or, or, you know, a nostalgic feeling that's going to get that, uh, person more likely to to continue reading and to come back, you know, some kind of, if you can evoke some kind of positive emotion. So yes, how the, how the page makes the person feel, not just in how it functions like, wow, this page is really fast and that makes me happy, but the content makes them feel as well. Because if it's just dry, you know, it doesn't matter how page, how fast your page loads and how great the user experience is if the content is crap.
0: Let's so, go into yeah. that a little bit because I feel like I've been trying to do this um on Money Lab where I'm trying to and I and I kinda did it with my most recent article. I don't know if you had a chance or got it or saw it or or whatever, but the whole um let me let me pull it up. Um so I find this really difficult to do in certain areas. Like it's how do you do that when you're talking about like um, you know, Trying to think of a, a very like like a homebrewing thing, like, um, you know, why you should make a yeast starter before before pitching it into your beer. I mean, that's specific to me, but it's like, how do you get someone to care about that?
1: In that in that case, it's going to be your tone um, friendliness. You know, mm-hmm. that it's not like I said, it's not a dry, you know, textbook description of, of how to do something for homebrewing. It's, you know, hey, um, here's your homebrewing buddy. And, you know, I'm going to show you how to do this thing. And it's going to make it so much easier for you because, you know, this is I, I, I'm assuming I have I know nothing about. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Right.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to I'm going to help save uh, a lot of your time so you can, you know, spend more time enjoying your beer and not, you know, making it. So it's being a human beer.
0: being talking to another human being. Right. It's exactly. like
1: exactly yes. Okay. Yes. So that so in that case, you know, the emotion that you're you're evoking there would be just a, a level of comfort mm-hmm. and familiarity and making a person trustworthiness. Yes, making a person feel comfortable and like you are you're talking to them, you're friendly to them,
0: I'm trying to you help can, you,
1: and you care about them that you right. care about them because um, because you're, you're giving them good information because you're trying to make something easier for them because you're not talking to them. Like they're, you know, either looking for a textbook description or you're not talking to them like they're stupid either, which mm. you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to talk down to people, but, uh, you, you just, you want to just talk to them and, and not at them and make them feel comfortable. And like this information is, is something good and helpful yeah. and the per- behind it is, you know, there to to help them, not just to throw pop-ups in their face or to throw ads in their face or something. The person behind it created this for for you and for a reason, for, you know, to help you with something. So again, it's it's about how you make the the reader feel.
0: Now you mentioned earlier about the like you skip the story when you when you read a recipe, as we all do, I'm assuming.
1: You know, yeah. (laughs) Right. We all do. Yeah, you know, and let me say too, you and I and and you know probably a lot of people who are watching right now. If you're in this industry, if this is what you do, you write content or you uh, own a website, yeah. or you're you are you you uh, practice SEO. You're a lot savvier, right? And y- there are things that that um, are going to work on an everyday user that you're gonna that you are gonna skip over because you're like I don't know. like pop-ups. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, they still yeah. work. <laughs> I like pop-ups. Yes. Yeah. You know. So that's that's why when I say, you know, like, oh, no, I get that pop up out of here. It's because of who you are. Right. Exactly. And that's why
0: I write, you know, like money labs, money lab is very much written to the person who understands that, like, I can't really sell to you because, you know, the you know, the tricks, right? Right. You know, that stuff. So, like, why? Why am I trying to pander to someone who already knows that? I'm just going to tell you that I'm just going to be honest with you. And I think like that (laughs) approach, which is why it was which is why the site's called money lab. Um, Mm -hmm. and not, it it, the original idea was to call it product lab where we were just like, we were going to do experiments to like build products Mm -hmm. and like sell them and see if it would make money. And then I, and I kept coming to the fact, I'm like, let's just call it what it is. Like, it's, we're trying to make money. That's the bottom line. Like, it's not like, you know, and then we're not, we're not pigeonholed to like having to make products. We could do it a different, you know, way we could start a, um, you know, like we could panhandle I don't know like there's just all these different ways what's virtual panhandling isn't that just okay yeah I don't know I I tried right
1: there with that's I think that by doing that one of the ways that I I think you probably make your users feel is you make them feel respected yes because of that
0: you're not pandering
1: to them you're not you know hey I know you guys are you know in this business too but here buy my thing you know (laughs) right you're not (laughs) you're not constantly trying to you're not treating them like an everyday user or, or an everyday audience, you're treating them like peers, and that you respect their time and that, you know, Hey, I'm just gonna, your, your posts are always so, um, you're always so upfront about everything. And so transparent, you know, Hey, I'm just gonna lay it out for you. You know, this is what worked and this is what got screwed up. And, you know, this is what happened. And, you know, Amazon screwed me over and here's why and here's what right. happened. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> so I think that, you know, reading that, I think people who read that probably feel like you're respecting their time and you're respecting them. You are, you're giving them information. You're not glossing it over. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. oh, here, you can, you know, make a million dollars a year with your affiliate site. I'm going right. to show you how, and I don't actually have an affiliate site. This is all I do is sell this, it's all this about stuff. That. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes sense, and I'm and I'm trying. Th- this was an this this post that I'm looking at now is an experiment on this idea where I was trying to take the hero's journey, the the like story circle, the you know I Joseph saw that Campbell
1: in my email. I haven't read it yet.
0: So it it was like how do I dis- how do I create a how to article in disguise? Now I didn't title it rec- correctly for SEO or anything. Um, I could have, but the idea was like what what if I told a story that was completely manufactured, but it also taught you the thing that, you know, it's supposed to teach you. Like, it's also like a how-to article. And I've been tr- literally trying to figure that out for, uh, and this is and I, this is not it, but I think like, I had a friend say to me that this was like, a, that was a good step in that direction. It's a little too silly and a little too ridiculous, but um, yeah, trying to make a how-to article actually enjoyable to read. You mm-hmm. know, has been really the just the main goal. Yep. So, well,
1: um, one thing real quick too. You just said I didn't title it for SEO. You could, could, you could put that. You could put an SEO in the title tag, but leave that. Uh, what was it? Business um, time machine.
0: Yeah, the, onla- it, the online thing? business time machine.
1: Because that I'm I want to read that. You know, if I'm if I find that in the SERP, and it's titled for SEO, maybe not. You know, yeah. so much, but. Business Time Machine. I want to know what's going on there. It's good for social. So, yeah, it's good yeah. for social, but it's good for click through.
0: Yeah, and for you know being eye
1: catching. And if you wanted to, you could make just the you know if, if there's anybody who's watching, your title tag does not have to be the same as the the content title as Correct. the piece's title. Yeah. You can do that. You could you could optimize the title and then have a catchy, um, eye eye catching, uh, grabby title like that. Which mm. is I love that title. Fantastic.
0: It was based on Hot Tub Time Machine.
1: I know. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I knew it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was. It's not what the I story know. is based. <laughs> yeah, it's not what the story is based on. But that's
1: you know, what university and hot tubs.
0: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> um. So so moving on. Let's move on. Um, mobile SEO. I mean, this is pretty I think this is pretty obvious, but Brock Murray said that a big focus, uh, a big SEO focus in 2021 must be mobile device user experience. So the best thing that you can do when it comes to mobile UX user experience is to think about the user first. Simplicity in your design is key. Also, be sure to personalize the web content and elements based on your user. Um, This is another one of my favorites, but. Um, I, am not going to put it in extremely important because clearly a lot of people don't consider this important. And I think it's sort of like, it's almost, I want to feel, I want to say it's duh now. Um, because whenever I design a website, I just think about m- 75 to 90% of the people are reading this on a mobile device. That is certainly true for something like Swim University, but not true for money lab. Cause money lab is a business site and most people are on their laptops. And so it's still right. a, a relatively, um, high mobile, but it's not as high as swim university, for example. So like right. I just design like sidebars are just done. Come on. Like they're just, you, most people can't see them. And so a lot of stuff has to be in line,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So I think yep. it's sort of like, <laughs> if you're, if you're not do if you're not mobile by now, then like, what are you doing? So I'm just well, going uh, to put it under important because it's important, yeah, important, but it's like, if you're not already doing this, then Oobly. what you, know? you
1: what you just said that, you know, that it was duh for you. I thought that exact word when it <laughs> said user experience should focus on the user. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's called user experience. Kind so of in I, the title. You know, if I had been editing that article, I probably would have taken that sentence out.
0: Yeah, um <laughs> yeah. A redundancy yes, of
1: course, experience should focus on the user. Yes, you know, you yes, you do need to focus on mobile because um every, everything is going mobile. Yes, right. absolutely. So yeah, that one's that one definitely no brainer for sure.
0: Passage ranking. New. This is new. Uh mm. Cindy Crum refers to this as Fraggle optimization. And she said doing things to help Google identify and rank passages. Will be the big new SEO trend in 2020 2021. Fraggles or passages are important because they really improve Google's ability to find it and lift exactly the information that the user is looking for. I think this is very similar to what you were talking about with the Mexican chocolate example. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Strong page and schema structure help with Fraggle slash passage optimization, but it will be but it will likely also be important to have text that is easy for natural language language processing to evaluate and has a high readability score um you know for me uh yes we started doing this um with Swim University where we were trying to go after we were trying to like snipify, you know and and make yeah. and make content mm-hmm. yeah more bite size more like you know you get it get to the point and and say it in a concise way and and you know but in a, in a natural language, because, you know, Google's got that, you know, API that uh, is reading text like a human reads text.
1: Right.
0: Um, yep. But <clears throat> how important do you think that is for an S to worry about? Um, to focus I, on, I should I feel- say.
1: I feel two ways about this. Um, first, full disclosure: I know Cindy Crum, so <laughs> I she knows her stuff. I mean, she everything that that she said there. Yes, absolutely true.
0: Yeah, and and I oh, agree
1: um, She is the the mobile SEO um, goddess, so she knows exactly what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. I would put I would actually put passage ranking kind of under topic authority, though too. Um, I I think that. When you try to start ranking for that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, let me, wait, let me back up. Mm. Okay. One of the things about optimizing content is that, yes, you have your target keywords and you, excuse me, and you, you incorporate those into your, your content. And then you have your close variations. Um, you know, if you have how to clean a pool, then you have cleaning a pool or pool cleaning tips or, you know, the things that are that are related. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somewhere in there, you mentioned um, that, you know, a, a, a steel pool brush is the best tool for removing algae. And yes, that is something that I know that
0: now. <laughs> yes, you do.
1: <laughs> Working at Swim University. I don't have a pool and yet I could probably take care of one really well right yep. now. Um, (laughs) so, uh, you know, and again, we get to that person looking for, you know, what's the best tool for, for removing algae or what's the best tool for a cement pool, whatever. And then that's going to pop up. So you could, I I feel two ways about it, that it's something that happens naturally just Mm -hmm. in writing the content, but that it is, yes, that it is something that you could, um, include for that purpose and to to try to rank for passages or for fraggles I like her word for it um and, and but as long as you don't go too far with it and make it too obvious to the point where the the content no longer sounds natural yeah you know that's that's the danger of it
0: so let's keep it in very important for now but i may i may if as other things come up you know because we're going to have to r- rifle through these pretty quickly i think ser- some of these are going to get push back
1: mm-hmm. yeah you know
0: well like um, i
1: said I, I think that that i i would put that as a, a sub, a
0: thing sub of, under you know, topic authority. authority
1: yeah because it's it's something that will and and should have just happen naturally too you know so
0: i also if you're, yeah if you're
1: covering your topic well enough that should just happen you know and uh, you know my, like i said once you see that it's happening yes you can try to do it but then you run the risk. You have to be careful that if you're going to try to do that, that you're still that your content still sounds natural. And it's not like, hey, here's where I'm trying to, you know, do a passage ranking thing. Here's, you know, because yeah. you're going to start losing the reader. Then we get back to, you know, the bad user experience, which right. is for users, by the way, in case you didn't know. what What user is? Experience was
0: for. Oh, yeah. UX. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just being mean. I'm sorry.
0: It's fine. <laughs> um, I feel like. This is your. This is like. I think you have a a very strong opinion on this. Maybe I'm wrong, but long form content. So, (laughs) Ron (laughs) Lieback.
1: If it's German, if he if he says it's Lieback, but okay. Okay.
0: Uh, So he said (laughs) that one trend to help you outrank your competitors will be consistently publishing longer form content that appeals to Google's EAT guidelines, as well Mm -hmm. as emotion. Throughout 2020, I consistently witnessed blogs over 2,000 words dramatically outperform blogs of 1,000 words or less. Expect this long-form content trend to continue in 2021, and as more and more websites follow this trend, the length will get larger, maybe even towards 25,000, 3,000 mark for a blog that ranks well over others. Um, I strongly disagree. Don't like it. Okay. Don't
1: like it. And here's why because um, and you and I have actually eh, talked about this before eh, On the- <laughs> eh. uh, I'm going to say meh because okay. but here's why again it depends um, because and we've talked about this before on the podcast if you're writing 2000 words just because someone you- told you to someone told you that oh hey long form content ranks better so I mean, he just your- told you that yeah, all your you posts know? need to be at least 2000 words long. So you're just going to stuff it with a bunch of crap that does not is not relevant to the topic or you're just, you know, uh instead of uh, you know, you um you will have to you you know, instead of you'll have to you say you will have to. Oh, there's one more word, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not using contractions and you're doing all these little things and just stuffing it with a bunch of fluff, then no, that's you're still not going to rank well because that's not the only factor. Yeah. That, you know, um, what's missing from that is what kind of content was he comparing? Was he comparing a 2000 word, um, news article to a 2000 word recipe to a 2000 word, you know, um, that's a great point. Uh, you know, article on, on the New Yorker or, you know, those are all different co- types of content. So you can't, yeah. you can't say that across the board, 2000 words, boom, that's the, that's the sweet spot. No, because it's going to depend. I, and I, you, you've heard me say this, I, you know, a bunch of times before, however many words it takes. Right. If you know, um, you um, the, a, 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 a previous client of mine was a, a corporate insurance company and someone had told them that all of your, all of your posts have to be at least 500 words, at least because, and this was a while back at least 500 words, or they're not going to rank. Well, mm-hmm. no, first of all, um, it depends on the topic because if it's you know how to um ensure your ceo against liability for the company or something then yeah you need to you need to explain that that's an important topic if it's hey we just opened our new office in seattle and right. you know, here, come visit us good luck getting 500 words out of that let alone 2000 you don't need to the other thing is that that post does not need to rank sure. that's just That's something that's going to go out to your newsletter subscribers. It's going to go out to your customers. It's also going to be on your contact page, your, your locations. Um, so no, you don't, not everything has to rank and not everything, um, needs to uh, be that long in order to rank either. You know, it's just, it's so no, I don't, I don't agree with that across the board. No.
0: I think if I were to pick the word, it would be thorough. Like write it so that it's you're 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 covering the topic thoroughly. You're giving all of the information everybody needs and not a cent more. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just think you can you see those blog posts that are like it's oh, this blog post is 12,000 words. We got a table of contents. I'm like, I am not clicking your table of contents on a fucking (laughs) mobile device. I'm not
1: well. See, and the and the table of contents that is a, a thing. Also, like uh, uh, optimizing for featured snippets. Yeah, those are that's to get jump to links, which can be helpful. Yep. You know, if your post is already going to be that long for some reason, then mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, put something that you know is going to help me navigate yeah. and going to help you get jump to links from the SERP because yeah. I don't want to scroll through this whole thing to find the last paragraph, which is really the one that I want. Yep. But. Don't write 12,000 words on, you know, what your new office in Seattle is going to do because, oh my gosh, really? What? No, that's, you can't, you can't possibly.
0: Yeah. And you're, I, I also think with that. jump to links, there's a way to do it within content. There's a way to do it in line. Like you should be reading something and then go, if you already know about this, you can skip, here's a button to skip to this section and you're still oh, getting well, I
1: mean, Yeah. I'm talking about jump to links in the SERP though. Not oh not oh oh Swim I understand community. yeah 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 like when you search for something and you know like if you search for uh, you know how to clean a pool or swimming university brush yeah exactly yeah. and so Swim university's um, post on how to clean a pool comes up and then underneath it it says jump to yeah using a steel brush mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about
0: so, and that's just you know, H2s have... H3s that's your both right. you know your
1: exactly mm-hmm. and you so you can have a table of contents on that for that purpose to try mm-hmm. to target that to try to get that to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't, you know, again, it's just, you, you cannot possibly apply something like that across the board to all types of content, all types of sites right? all the time, always, you know, it's, there are just too many variables. Um, so I, I don't think that that's, and, and, you know, let me say also to not, you know, criticize this, this person, you know too much or anything but that's that's one excerpt of an article I don't know what the rest of the article says maybe he goes on to say that maybe he goes on and to say you know well it but, was a quote it was a quote
0: know. from him it's the article is 10 things we should you know it was on search engine journal like 10 things we oh. should be looking for and so like yeah again you're okay. right about this whole like <laughs> what what you know yeah it you look at I witnessed uh over t- you know I witnessed constantly witnessed blogs over 2000 words. Dramat they performed better. Well, you witnessed I mean if if you're anything like me we read the same shit. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't you know very rarely am I jumping around to different, you know, things I'm uninterested in, you know. It's like Right. Yeah. So um, I
1: well, you know, and the other thing is, I don't know, was there a link in there to it? Was it an actual study? Is there a link? Is there data no, it doesn't can,
0: I mean no, because it just says this word. So
1: there you go. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to make a statement like that, if you're going to throw out numbers and statistics and give advice like that, yeah, it, how you need to have the data to back it up. I want to see a study. I want to see the sites that you looked at. I want to see the type of content it was. Mm-hmm. I want to see how much, you know, how how much time did you study this for 3 months or was it over the entire year there's a lot of information missing from that right just a blanket statement of you know long form content do it that's not going to help anybody
0: um internal linking
1: oh the, okay oh. yes already put that in the extremely important column
0: <laughs> let's just do it let's go
1: just do it internal linking yes
0: why do you say that
1: extremely important okay Lot of reasons. Um, oh, by
0: the way, did you see the little guy I made for you? No. Can you see that?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: it's Jordy. <laughs> it's Jordy. Anyway, awesome. sorry to derail. Do you know,
1: going to be talking about Star Trek. We'll be here all afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: so in so internal linking huge.
1: Huge. Yes. A lot of reasons for internal linking. Um, since we've been talking about user experience, let's start there for navigation um, and to provide the reader with more information. So, uh, you know, uh, you're reading an article and something is mentioned that maybe you're not familiar with or has, has a lot of bearing on the topic you're reading about. Now you want to link to the the article or the blog post that you have existing on your site. Mm -hmm. from that article to, um, to give the reader the opportunity to go and find that they don't have to go searching for it themselves. So number one, you're going to make, you're going to make that easier. Um, number two, it's strengthening your site's architecture because you don't have a bunch of posts just floating out there by themselves. You've got them interconnected and it makes it not only easier for the user to navigate, but for the bot to navigate as well when they, when it comes and crawls your site. So you're, you're building bridges for Mm -hmm. the, the bot follow um number three for seo because you you can build relevance uh through those links if you are uh i'm going to use brew cabin as an example and, and we've talked about this before as well there there's an article on uh brew cabin um I, I, if it's still there <laughs> oh it's about, still there okay homebrewing equipment mm-hmm. so there's there's you know a, a huge post about homebrewing equipment all the equipment that you need for homebrewing so then there's an article on um another article about uh let's say I don't know give me a topic on that's on
0: uh yeast starters.
1: Okay, so there's a then there's an article about yeast starters. So in order to uh create a yeast starter, you have to put the yeast in something like mm-hmm. you know a beaker or you know some kind of container or whatever. Oh, well that's a piece of home brewing equipment. So I'm going to link that to home brewing equipment. No, maybe not. Because yeast starter or creating a yeast starter doesn't really have anything to do with, uh, homebrewing equipment. You use homebrewing equipment for everything you do in homebrewing. Obviously you need, you know, of course, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to link every single other article to that one. That's not a, a, a piece that you want to be your hub. Um, so it's, uh, you know, your other article about, um, you know, brew kettles. Yeah, absolutely link that one to the homebrewing equipment. So by building those internal links, you're building that relevance. The yeast starter one is not really relevant to the homebrewing equipment and vice versa. So you don't want to create any relevance there. The uh, uh, brew kettles and homebrewing equipment. Yes, absolutely. You do. Because then when someone goes to Google and they're searching for um, the best, uh, uh, brew kettles or, you know, best homebrewing equipment, or, you know, I'm, I'm starting homebrewing. What do I need? Those kinds of things. Then you have a better chance of one of those popping up for that search because you have made both of them relevant to that topic, Mm, Right. homebrewing equipment and, and brew kettles and what you need to, uh, to start homebrewing. So, um, internal, that's something else that internal links uh, will do is help build that relevance. <clears throat> um, which also plays into meeting searcher intent. So, if you have linked that yeast starter article to the home brewing equipment, someone searching for yeast starters or something to do with yeast starters, and your home brewing brewing equipment article comes up, Why? What is that doing here? That's not meeting searcher intent at all. Um, and if that happens enough times, <clears throat> sorry. I don't normally talk this much in one day <laughs> <laughs> working here by myself oh, in my I, little office. I,
0: this is my entire day is just talking <laughs> yeah. this is what wednesdays uh, are for
1: okay so um you know if someone uh, is searching for that and that pops up what's going to happen is because it's not meeting intent it's not going to get clicked and it's probably going to start Dropping in ranking because it's not being clicked because it's not meeting that searcher intent. You're not helping um, either the user or Google. Mm. You're not you're not helping Google to display useful and helpful information for this specific search or these these searches that have to do with e starter. So right. four four big reasons why um, internal linking is so important.
0: I mean that kind of covers it. Can't get, be- can't get a better answer than that. I, uh, you know, as a tip, I've been, um, so I don't think we're going to get into it today. Uh, I did want to talk to you about the the difference you've, you've been using rank math, uh, as opposed to Yoast, which is what we've been using for a decade. Right. Um,
1: right. Right.
0: You know, uh, one of the things that I had to pay, I had to to pay for Yoast recently because I just want it to be able to see within swim university, the number of internal links going to that post. Um, And and I had to use a combination of like, you know, pay for Yoast 89 bucks a year and then uh, admin columns pro to to, in order to see that in one area. I believe rank math has that data for the in the free version. So, um, you know, maybe there's no there's no specific number right of like, oh, just just make sure that this post has internal links from other posts going to it.
1: Right. Yeah. No, no specific number. Make sure there's a there's a, a an ending to that sentence. Make sure that this post has internal links going to it from relevant posts. Right. That's the that's the important part. Only from relevant posts. And and you know, that they're linking to each other. If you're going to link the, mm. the brew kettle article to home brewing equipment, also link, you know, the paragraph on home brewing equipment where you talk about brew kettles, link to the 10 best brew kettles article you're helping both of them in that way. Makes sense. You're giving both of them a little boost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And again, in that side architecture, which is important.
0: Relaunching content. Um, Content can go stale after a few years. So we launch content. You have a blog, you launch it, you share it on social media. Most people forget about it after that. So you go back over your top content in the last two to five or even 10 years, if you want to go back that far. And you see what you can relaunch by updating it, keeping it on the same URL, but in some cases, you can see a gain of 500% to 1,000% just by relaunching some of your old content with some updates. And that was from Moz. Um, okay. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. That is, you know, that's basically repurposing content. Yeah. Um, So sure, instead of, uh, you know, if you already have an article about a topic, but it's five years old, instead of writing another article about the topic, which you're going to have to differentiate it from the original quite a bit so that you're not duplicating content uh, and then you're not having them compete with each other, you know, topic wise or link wise, you don't want to do that instead. Yeah. Go in and update it. Make sure that you put something at the top that says, you know, this article was originally published on such and such date or it was or have the original date and say this article was was updated on such and such date, however you want to do it. Um, And uh, and then make it relevant for what's going on now. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know about the, what were the percentages there? 500 to a thousand percent. Come on. Again, I'm not seeing a link to any sure. data there. So yeah, I don't no. know.
0: <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've been doing a lot at Sumi University. I've literally like, we add a video, you know, to a new post. I'll, I'll basically, you know, yeah. update the date. Cause I did, or I'll, I'll go through it, change some of the headlines, you know, add a fe- featured snippet or some like little tip. Or, mm-hmm. you know, see, I'll read through it to see if it's relevant. Maybe I can shorten up a sentence or, you know, to, yeah. um, without losing context. So like, I consider that, you know, even, even though if it feels very minor, it's a very minor update. Like, I mean, adding one line of like a one, one link to a video is it, it doesn't seem like you're updating the post, but you are, you're adding new content to that post. And so for right. me, I, I kind of just like as a natural sort of, uh, thing now is I'll just go and make the date that d- today's date. Whenever I update it, um, mm-hmm. just because for the viewer, if it's a user experience thing, if you're, if you're reading something and you see that the date was February 3rd to 2021, you're like, someone just looked at this and made sure this was relevant. Yeah. At least that's exactly. how, I mean, obviously that's how we look at it. Cause that's, you know, yes, but I do think it has some sort of psychological trigger.
1: It does. Yes, absolutely. Um, because that's something I look at when I'm looking for yeah. sources, for the thing it, when I'm writing content and I'm looking for sources and I have two articles, one of them was written on February 3rd, 2021 mm-hmm. or updated at least on that date. And the other one is from, you know, September of 1997, which one am I going to go with? I'm going to go with the more recent one, the, right. you know, that is going to have more up-to-date information, uh, theoretically. Yeah. Um, the other thing that it does, um, Oh, I think that's actually, that's what I was going to say was for sourcing.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, cuz you know there uh, there are a lot of sites out there they don't put sites uh, sorry they don't put dates on their posts at all and that just why are you doing that why i think it's an you, effort you know
0: why they're doing it right to
1: make, to make it look evergreen yes. that you know that it doesn't look old yeah right. but it makes me really angry because i i end up i don't use those posts for sources then when i'm looking for something to link to for, for that supporting information that we talked about to give readers more info and to, you know, to help them learn more about something. Um, and also just for, you know, outbound links for their uh, in, in purposes. Um, if I have the choice between an article that it looks great, you know, the information looks good and it has images and, you know, it's all looks, you know, it sounds good and everything, but there's no date on it. And then there's one that maybe it doesn't have as many images and it's not as long or, you know, whatever, but there's a date on it that tells me it's only a year old. I'm going with that one
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because that is more important to me that it's more recent and more up-to-date information than the one that looks pretty, but I have no idea whether it's from last week or or five years ago.
0: And, um, you know, for me, I, I, I made this little spreadsheet uh, with, it's a different from the one that we have. um, And it was, I mean, I, I guess I could have put this in there, but uh, I have a published date and it's red, but as soon as I go and update it and change it, it goes to white. So I only have it to where if it's like older than a year. So this is telling me if I wanted to, you know, I can see, well, I guess I can't do it by filter by condition, right? It's like, I can yep. see whatever, I guess I can't. <clears throat> Color. I don't you should know.
1: Be able to just do. Um. Wait, since it has. Well, a I can, scenario, I can order by it, so it. I can
0: if I order by it, I can see like this is the this thing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't updated this post in years, <laughs> like ten years. <laughs> you you know? know. So like, yeah, we need to go and and update that for sure. Um. So, w- as far as like, I mean, do you think it it belongs in important or is this more important than just important? Um. Oh
1: um i I would say it's important yeah um that's kind of how i feel for all those reasons if you here's the other thing too um you can build uh backlinks or you can earn them and that is a way that you can earn backlinks is by providing more information on your site by having that date on there that says when it was published um i've had to there have been times let me let me um talk about an exception to this rule though okay i have used as a source a page from um like the harvard medical school or harvard business school or something it was it was a harvard page there was no date on it but what i did was a view source and i could see the date published in the code so i knew that it was it was only like two years old or something
0: yeah that's some that's some trickery right there you know like i (laughs) I do the same thing i know exactly what we're talking about
1: yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I knew that it was it was recent enough to use as a source. And because of the fact that it was on a Harvard site, I'm hoping and assuming that the reader that if they click through and they see that, even though there's no date on it, they're not going to feel um, hoodwinked. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that where are you sending me? What well, I don't even know how old this is. Well, but it's Harvard, so.
0: Oh yeah, Harvard. Good,
1: you know, it's gotta be great. Uh, right exactly this is this is a valid source link if um if i had done that and if i hadn't been able to find the the published date i probably still wouldn't have used it because uh I, i'm sorry i probably still would have used it because it was it was from harvard you know
0: well does that so, go to, to domain authority then
1: um not domain authority but just authority in general it's harvard i mean <laughs> it's an
0: edu, sure.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't have to do with their domain. That doesn't
0: mean, though, I mean, that doesn't mean that they keep their website updated, right?
1: No, absolutely not. No. Um, So it's, you know, but let me also say it would have depended on the topic, too. And, you know, and then I also read it. Does it sound valid? You know, there's a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm trusting Harvard professors with TikTok information. You know what I mean? Like information about, like, (laughs) no. (laughs) It's like they write an article on TikTok. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you don't know anything
1: exactly about
0: exactly. dance moves no,
1: it's, it depends on what i'm looking for it depends on what the topic is that i'm writing about what the topic is of the source that i'm looking for you know yeah. i do read it and you know does this sound valid does it sound old is there something in here that i know is old and outdated then no i'm going to throw it out and not use it right so you know again we get back to that it depends so harvard that's probably usually yes going to be a good source without a date mm, probably still maybe so but you know, you have to look at a lot of other things when you're looking for sources. So, uh, I don't know about the um, the percentages there. Again, no. There's, Let's You not, know, yeah. I want to. I would want to see some data on that. If you're I'm just, just clipping things. At
0: me,
1: yeah, if you're just going to throw percentages at me, that you know, uh, maybe you did, maybe you saw that, but in what capacity? In what you know? What were you looking That's at? That's not.
0: Because... No one says that. No one says from 500 <laughs> to a thousand percent. That's like some, Well, apparently they do. <laughs> yeah. But that's something I would say if I was like, you, Hey, you want to have a beer night? A thousand percent. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, that's not you a real know
1: how much marketers love their numbers yeah. and percentages and, you know, and, and, you know, big statements. Sure.
0: So, sure. Um,
1: but yeah, I would want to see data on that.
0: Yeah. This is my favorite. I think I said favorite, I think for every one of them, but um, <laughs> this is uh, link building. But I'm, this is a little different. So, like, uh, let me read this. So, instead of link building, do what Moz calls passive link acquisition, which sucks. What a shitty, crappy name! <laughs> PLA, uh, which means creating content that passively earns links as people discover it in the serps. Um, isn't that just writing good fucking content? Like, isn't that writing like a good article? I don't understand why I have to call it passive I link just acquisition. Said that.
1: I just said that for the last one. Instead of building links, you can earn links. That's what I just said.
0: Yeah, you, exactly. And and you know, I'm I'm reading this passage not to define what link building is. I'm I'm defining it in the old sense, um, which means the old sense is outreach. It means you don't have to outreach to people, which is what I you know been saying for years. It means that they find it when journalists find it, when bloggers find it, they naturally link to it. Uh, you do that by creating di- different. By creating the types of contents that journalists and bloggers and web creators are looking for, boo. uh, These are generally, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. These are generally data guides, definitions, how to, such as video, such as this video. I guess there was a video in that article. Uh, When you create that kind of content, it generally earns a lot of links as people find it. Passive link building is one of the most sustainable ways to earn links over time. And that was from Moz. Now, um, cool. We have a new acronym. We have a new uh, phrase for basically this right epic shit, right? Good stuff that people will actually read. Um, I and marketers
1: love their terms and acronyms.
0: <laughs> I'm putting this right here. I, you know, and I'm using this in the, in the traditional sense. And if anyone knows me, I am, I've been singing this for years mm-hmm. and I am alone. I feel very much on an island. Um, how do you feel about this?
1: I I agree with you. I do not like the active um, practice of link building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it makes it phony. It's um, yeah. It's also soul sucking. You, know, like you know, it's just it's pardon. It's, it's a soul
0: sucking uh, task.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would never want to do outreach no. for to get like, Oh bleh, no, that's like, that's like being a telemarketer and cold calling people. It's that's the worst, Yep, the worst. Um, no, I don't think that, you know, reaching out to someone and saying, Hey, I made this infographic and it, you know, has to do with the thing that you do too. So can you link to it? That's, it's kind of like, you know, like I said, it feels phony. It felt if they do link yeah. to it, there, you know. Here's the other thing too. You don't know it. Maybe they'll link to it. Maybe they say, "Yeah, sure, I'll link to it." And then they no follow. So it didn't do you. Yeah, it didn't do you any
0: anything. good anyway. And right. I and I just think so, like Google doesn't need that. And infra- for they know, you know what I mean.
1: They don't yeah. need so. They don't need
0: government? someone else's vote, <laughs> which is what it used to right, be. Yeah. Right? It used to be votes, well, and it, and the higher the domain authority, the more that vote counted. You know.
1: I think that's probably true that link building or, you know, backlinks are still, they are still important. Sure. Um, but maybe, yes, not as important as they used to be as Google's algorithms have become more sophisticated. Yes. And when, you know, as their AI has become more intelligent.
0: I, I've, so, n- you know, I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to be very clear. I don't, I'm not saying fuck backlinks. I'm saying the act of begging <laughs> for backlinks. Of- Thank you, Nathan, yeah. for, for, for that. Um, the, that <laughs> act of that. The it's, link it, building.
1: Yes. I you don't have
0: to it. do it. If you, as long as you do yeah. all this other stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I kind of feel like... I mean...
1: Can you show that text again? That What he yeah. said?
0: Was? I'll tell you what, too. Um, Brew Cabin has never... We've never outreached to anybody... Like Roasty was the same way. We never did that. Now, mm-hmm. now that the new owner of Roasty probably, and I do think though, getting more backlinks faster probably has some effect on the speed at which you can rank and get traffic, but right. it certainly doesn't mean you'll stay there because then it's like, especially if those links end up like disappearing over time and you wasted all that effort right. and and like, yes. what would I, you know, if I was going to pay somebody to work for me to do something in the SEO world for any one of my websites, it's not going to be outreach it will never be that I'd rather spend that money getting them to like make a video, getting them to write more, go updating the site, like doing all the things that we consider more important as opposed to this.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah. Two things about that. I, you know, if you're going to, if someone reached out to me and said hey you know i made this thing and you know it's something that you would probably like can you link to it i would probably think okay yeah sure i'll link to it but there's going to be a limit a time limit because i don't know are you going to keep that like we were just talking about a few minutes ago are you going to keep this post updated or is it going to you know uh uh, what's the word languish Mm -hmm. on your blog and you know just become something that nobody goes to visit anymore anyway and then what was the point what was my point of you know linking to you right so i don't i don't want to have that because for for my readers too i want to you know again talking about sources it all ties in together uh you know for my readers i don't want to link to stuff that isn't going to be helpful to them so if i link to you but then a year down the road you know you've let that that post fall into into disrepair and you know (laughs) for lack of a better term or you know it's just not current anymore and it doesn't have good advice anymore or you know something has changed some for some reason it should have been updated and it has not been i'm going to remove the link so you know all that time and effort was you know know, maybe you got a year out of it right yeah but the other thing in that quote that he said was um you have to where did it go Okay. You do that by creating the types of content that journalists and bloggers and web creators are looking for. No, you're not creating content for journalists and bloggers and web creators. Yeah, that's like saying
0: you're creating it for the robots. You're creating for Google. Like, no,
1: or you're creating for advertisers. No, you are creating content for your audience. That is your primary audience, not journalists and bloggers and web creators. No you can you know it can be quality things that they will want to link to i agree with that part sure but you're not you should not they should not be the the focus they should not be top of mind when you're creating this content it should be to fulfill the purpose of your site and to cater to your audience your you know uh your readers the people who are coming to your site the people who are giving you their, their traffic and their time and their subscriptions and maybe their money, if they're subscribing to something to, you know, buying your course or whatever it is that they're doing, those are the people that you should be creating the content for. Yeah. And that is why journalists and bloggers and web creators would want to link to it because it's quality and you are serving your audience well, right. not, you know, that they were the target of it. I do not agree with that line at all.
0: No, I, and I, I again, I, I agree with you not agreeing with that. Um, improve CTR so we kind of touched on this earlier but like one industry study and I do have a link for this found that organic CTR on mobile search is down by about 41.4% since 2015 and it's no secret why Google is crowding out the organic search results with the SERP features like answer boxes, ads, carousels people also ask sections and more and to stand mm-hmm. out in the SERPs you need to your, your result needs to scream, click on me, or else it'll be ignored. <laughs> and that's from Backlinko. Uh, that
1: sounds, sounds like something Brian D. would say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we think about this? Because, and I want to point out what you mentioned earlier about this idea that the passage stuff, right? The passage ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, Google's kind of taking and doing their own meta descriptions now, right? So right. So the only thing you really have control over is the title. Still,
1: mm-hmm. so yep.
0: You know, is it important? How important do you think it is to focus on title when you when you're creating?
1: Well, the only thing you have control over in the SERP is the title. You Correct. have you know full control over your page and your on-page oh, yes. optimization. Yes. There. So, uh, just. But he's saying that, that
0: you it it has to scream "click on me." So the mm-hmm. only place to do that in terms of SEO is on the serps, right? So
1: Right. Yes, yes, how do absolutely.
0: You, so so um I'm going to say, you know, for me, my money's on of uh, this is almost a duh thing too. It's like it's important, of course it's important to like have a good title. Right?
1: Yes. I'm going to use your we just talked about this at the at the beginning of of this um discussion. Um your article about, uh, you know, online business time machine, that is a clickable title. That is something that yes, that, you know, to use his phrase, that is something that screams click on me. I want to read that article. And, you know, like I said, when we, when we started talking about it, you can do both, you could optimize the title for SEO to, to target keywords and to get it, you know, to hopefully, um, appear higher in the, in the SERP
0: mm. and then
1: have that clever, and fun title and, and eye catching title to get people to click through. Right. You can do both. So yes, improving CTR. Absolutely. Because, um, and, and that goes along with the same thing. If you, if you made the title, the same thing as the title tag, if you made the title, just, you know, I'm just, uh, targeting the keywords, it's not going to be Theoretically, it's not going to be as interesting. It's not going to be as as fun or, you know, as as clever as the the title is now. So that is going to improve the CTR. I will say, though, that that it depends. Again, it depends on the content because I don't really want to see a clever title like that on Swim University, because if I want to know how to do something with better sound
0: authoritative. Right.
1: I want the title to tell me what is this article about? This article is about how to clean your pool. This article is about how to clean your filter, not, you know uh, super filtration in yeah, seven the seven ways the, to, you know, no, I, what is that about? I don't I, know. Tell me what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And a good way to kind of add the click me element to that is I think you can go like how to clean your pool the right way, or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like being more like, um, in,
1: in, in an hour or you in know, an hour. Something.
0: Yeah. How to, how yeah. to get rid of cloudy, how to get rid of your cloudy pool in less than 24 hours. Like if that's right. truly what you're, what you're offering like, yeah, I think I can
1: deliver. Yeah. Yep.
0: That is exactly what we do. Uh, that's kind of the thing at, at Money Lab, which is like everything had like a day on it, right? It's like, it's like, we can we do this in thirty days? Can we do this in four? You know, it's the challenge. It's <laughs> yeah. that it's the sort of like it's the stakes, right? Yeah. Um,
1: but see, Money Lab is totally different. A totally different. Totally kind of different. Site, I though. know,
0: yeah. But I am yeah. doing it with with Brew Cabin, and I I think this is the next item on the list because I I really want to get to this because um, uh, and it, yeah, I am right. It is video. And I, and I to kind of go on the CTR thing, uh, according to Cisco, which is apparently is still a relevant company, um, online video will make up to 82% of all online traffic by 2022. And that may, and that may still not satisfy the world's demand for video, despite the fact that there are more videos out there than ever. HubSpot states that 43% of people want even more video content. Um, so when I, when I talk about CTR, um, video comes to mind because what I'm doing over at brew cabin is I have to really think of, that's like the title is so important and the thumbnail is so important over in, in YouTube land. Um, Mm -hmm. and you have control over those two things. You still have control over the description as well, um, that you don't have over at at Google. Uh, Um, but yeah, like I'm starting, I have to think of this, of the stakes of a simple how to video, right? It's, when I did my water chemistry video, the idea was like how to master water chemistry or, how, or mastering water chemistry. The word master was like a very powerful word, right? Mm-hmm. So then it was like, I had it titled mastering homebrewing chemistry. And then I was like, well, that's doesn't, you know, like it it doesn't, yes, it covers the topic, but it doesn't scream click me, right? So then it was, I just shortened it to master water brewing water chemistry so it's like now i'm saying like you're gonna absolutely master this but then i had to have like the last little like twist of the knife which was in nine minutes and because that was literally the length of the video so i was like waiting until the video was complete to be like what is my hook the first hook of the first video because i only have two videos in the channel was you know um in 40 days you know or like you know, it, I feel like it has to tell some sort of like, and I'm not saying that everything has to have that sort of urgency to it or, or that like or a time frame to it. Um, just like talking about, you know, uh, we could go and I could pick any sort of topic and just say like, you know, um, how to how to how to make a yeast starter. Well, everyone's going to that's going to be everybody's title. Right. Yeah. But it's like how to make a yeast starter properly, you know, mm-hmm. or how to make a yeast starter with. With no or equipment. Beer or yeah, know, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How to make your beer better with a yeast art. You know, there's, there's a, a lot start, of yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Um, so video.
1: Um, okay. Several thoughts are going through my head right now. Um, video. <clears throat> okay. My first thought is that HubSpot, uh, statistic 43% of people, which people, which <laughs> well, people yeah. did they, they, did they survey because, uh, you know, I'm thinking that might have to do with age group, because I do not like video. I don't. I would much rather read something. I can read something more quickly than I can watch somebody say it to me. Yeah. Um, If it is, if it's something that you know, I don't know how to how to do origami. Yes, I I would like to see how they're folding the page and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But if it's something, you know, if it's a recipe or something, I can read that. Thank you very much. I don't need a video. That's really interesting because.
0: Yeah, my dad and I were just talking about this. We're the opposite, where especially with, when it comes to food, I have to watch it. I can't read it. Like, I, I have a recipe book. I can read it, but mm-hmm. I feel way more confident.
1: Well, it depends on what the recipe's for, too. Because if it's something you know complex, if it's how to how to you know sharpen fold, your knife, um, I'm getting into the Great British Baking Show stuff now. You know how to how to fold something for lamination, yeah. which is a thing I learned from that show
0: for puff pastry, <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah, how to put the butter in and how to, yes, I would like to see that. That's something I need to see. But somebody just, you know, pouring ingredients into a pot and stirring it up. And I don't need to watch that. I can read that. Thank you. So I would want to know first which people and, you know, so what age group and what were the videos about? It it always is going to come back to that. These statistics that get published on a lot of sites, they're not providing. Maybe maybe if we clicked through there, it would say, you know, it would say. So, yeah. but you know what type of content was it and, and what was the target audience for it? And what was the age group? And, you know, cause I feel like video is more, um, that like millennials and, and younger people get more hmm. into video and, you know, uh, they're well, coming up though. Right. Right. That's very much a demographic for Instagram. So again, it's going to depend on the age group then, because if it's something about, and I'm going to say something that might sound, you know ageist I guess, but let's say it's quilting. You know, yeah. I don't think that a lot of people who are, you know, getting into quilting later in in life or something are going to go on Instagram to find that stuff. They're probably going to be on Facebook. That's more the demographic. But they
0: might get hooked to do it on Instagram
1: if they even go there. Is what I'm saying. If though. they, if they know, even go, they well, yeah. Not.
0: I mean, it could be that could be a place to kind of create a new audience for yourself.
1: Yes, if you, know you want, want to, yes, if that starts becoming, you know, a, a trend with younger people or something. I'm just, my point is that there's, you know, 43% of people. Okay, but I, I need to see that. Of HubSpot study.
0: people, probably. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, which which people? What what was the age group? What was the content? What was the, you know, the length of the videos? Was it a two-minute video yeah. or a 10-minute? I'm not going to sit through a 10-minute video for something. I got stuff to do. I can read Sorry, it Sorry,
0: everyone li- watching right now. <laughs> Oops! Oh, <laughs> <just said> <laughs> <Ooh>, boy? Um, <laughs> you got me going. Eh?
1: Yeah. Um, but this is different. This is live. It's totally different, no. It's you live. Guys. Yeah. And you can
0: watch this live. anytime in pieces. Yeah,
1: exactly. But watch yes. it live. You, can, you know. Yes. Right. And this is much more interesting than a recipe. Oh so. yeah. Come on. No. It's, it's it's totally different. See, this is my point. I'm that's why I'm well, making my point. It's yeah. Like, so content.
0: let me <laughs> let me make an argument to that because um i would say like there's a spec i could speculate right now that google owns youtube so by putting a youtube video on your content and Google wants to make money two ways then they may favor embedded videos on your content uh more favorably than you know like say somebody who doesn't have a video uh, specifically a youtube video mm-hmm. now i'm not saying that's speculation but it seems like a Google move.
1: No, that makes absolute sense. And that is another factor for that study. Where was the video? Where was it hosted? You have to go to YouTube to watch it. Was it embedded on the site? Yes. Was it also available via social on Facebook or Instagram? You know, where are people having to watch it? Excuse me. So it's, there are so many to just, you know, again, like I said, some of these statistics that get thrown out, they're so broad. Yes. And there's, you know you would have to click through to that survey that it talked about to see what all those details were because that makes a difference in so, in that 43 percent and whether yeah. it's something that applies to you or not
0: well does this so for me this falls under user experience also so yes. that's why i was saying like i can speculate that google is going to favor things in the search engines right but what i yes. but what i know for sure is if, if you are creating content, right, in, in the general sense, um, and you create a video that enhances that content, that makes it better for the user who is a, who is consuming it, mm-hmm. does that make a play towards creating a better, better user experience for your visitors by creating sure. videos and embedding them?
1: Sure. And I think um, – something you said just just triggered this in my mind too. You have to think about accessibility as well, which is right. Not just accessibility alone, but that's an important part of SEO as well. So if it's something that um, lends itself well to a video and that's going to help people who are maybe um, visually impaired and mm-hmm. are not going to be able to read the page as well, you know they have they have um, page reader software and things like that. Sure. but if a video where you're speaking, Um, And describing something can be helpful. And by the same token, if you're going to do video, make sure you have captions so that it's accessible to people who, uh, you know, can't hear the the video. So, uh, again, so many factors there. Just, you know, 43% of people want video. That is so, uh, you know so many details. There are so many things to think about and whether or not it applies to you. If you just start creating video content because you saw this statistic and it doesn't really, you know, lend itself well to, to your topic or you're just, you're not putting it in all the right places or, you know, whatever, whatever the the case is, you're not going to get as much benefit. Just like the, you know, write 2000 word blog posts. Well, about what, what? when, and, you know, yeah,
0: I mean, you certainly have to know your audience.
1: yeah, you cannot just apply something like that across the board and just, okay, from now on, I'm only writing 2,000 word blog posts and putting video on everything. Done. Right. No, it's, uh, you know, think about what you're doing.
0: Do you, do you would you agree very important or just important or meh? Where do you fall? For,
1: for video SEO?
0: Yes, for video. Um, just putting videos on your content. Okay, so
1: video. Just video, video to me is different than video SEO.
0: So, yeah, I, well, to me, it's sort of like, you know, I, I'm sort of seeing this like competitive advantage right now. No one's really making videos in the pool space that rank. So like, of course I'm going to, oh, okay. you know, it's, well, I appear see, in Google. There,
1: there you go. It depends on what your topic
0: is. Right. And you your know? goals, Yeah. you know, I'm sorry. And your, and, goals. Your and your goals.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah. So that's another factor to consider. Is this going to give me a competitive advantage? What are my competitors doing? What's, you know, do some yeah. competitive analysis to figure that out. So, um, video overall. Yes. Very important. Okay. Um, and you know, But again, just make sure that that does not mean that you just do videos for everything all the time, always. No. You know, when it makes sense, if it makes sense for your content, if it makes sense for your um, audience. And then, you know, the other side of that is once you decide to do something like that, whether it's the 2000 word blog post or embedding video or or creating video, then uh, there's A-B testing and then analytics. Are your videos performing? Are people actually watching them? If not then stop making them. If you're not getting views and you're not getting, well, don't just stop making them. Yeah, if you're thing, not you meeting your better.
0: goal.
1: You, you need to make them better or, you know, whatever it is. It's, there's a lot, uh, again, there's a lot more. None of this is just cut and dried, you know, do this and boom. Oh, you're done. And, you know, you have all the rankings now. Congratulations. Yep. So, you know, uh, you have to see what the performance is like. You have to see, uh, you, did you put it in the right place? Is it the right length? Should it be three minutes instead of two minutes? Or, you know, are you are you giving yourself enough time to cover whatever you know uh, again there's just so many variables with all of this stuff so overall video yes important video seo also very important right um just keeping all of those factors in mind
0: um and i think the Mm -hmm. last one or there's two more um we'll kind of blow through these uh, just to kind of wrap things up we have featured snippets so according to sem rush uh 6.83 percent of all search results have a featured snippet and yes featured snippets are stealing a lot of clicks from the number one spot. As I like to say, whoever this person is, uh, I think it's probably Brian Dean. Zero, you know, uh, number zero is the new number one. So featured snippets, and then I'll also just read visual search, um, which I know they're very different, but visual search is more people are conducting more visual searches than than ever before. Google Lens, which I've never even heard of, has been used a billion times. Pinterest gets 600 million searches a month. And 36% of American consumers have already used visual visual search. Our research found that traditional image SEO techniques like optimizing image file names and alt text seem to also help with Google lens rankings. So just kind yeah. of going to our thing here, to kind of real quick featured snippets, you know, I think featured snippets sort of kind of falls a little bit under passage ranking. Um You know, I guess my my question is, is how hard should you try?
1: Okay. Getting a featured snippet is great because yes, it is essentially, I don't think it's stealing content or or sorry, stealing clicks from the number one spot. It is the number one spot. So Yes. yes, zero is the new number one. Okay. So in that sense, it can be important. Um, but the thing to remember is Google, um, Optimizing for click through is for you and for your content and for your site. Google doesn't care if anybody clicks through to your site, they want to put up good results. Yes. yes
0: that, yeah. But
1: That's Google at its core is an advertising company. They're yes. selling ads on their, on their serps. Mm. So they would actually much rather that, that you click the ad because you know, somebody is paying for clicks or, you know, for impressions or whatever, however they're doing it and that's how they're going to make their money. Yeah. So. Um, the danger with a featured snippet is it's a very fine line to get the featured snippet and, you know, you've optimized for it and it's, it needs to be informative enough that Google deems it, uh, appropriate and, and worthy of the featured snippet spot. If it gives away too much information, nobody's going to click through. Right. Because they have the information right there. And that's, that's preferable to Google that they, that the person, the, the, they stay on Google. On the SERP, yeah. yes, and then just goes on to the next search or does whatever they didn't actually click through. Google doesn't care. I mean, so yeah, so, that alone. I'm like, oh, Google should care. No, they're a business. This is their business model, and you know, it's just like publishing your books on Amazon. Amazon is a business. If you're going to publish your books on Amazon, you need to follow Amazon's rules, and you know, that's how you get access to their huge platform. It's the same with Google.
0: Mm-hmm. If you
1: want your, your your site to show up in the SERPs, there are certain things that you need to do. And once it shows up, yay! But it's on you whether somebody actually clicks through because once once it shows up in there, Google doesn't care. They don't care mm. which site they're going to or if they're clicking on your if you're getting traffic or whatever. They don't care. Right. So, um, so I would say optimizing for featured snippets ugh, because of the fact that Google also recently did away with the second search uh sorry the second result on the SERP if you get it used to be that if you got the featured snippet you might also be the first or second result okay but that has changed and now if you get the featured snippet the other the other results on the on page one are everybody else and there was a lot of uproar about that well that's not fair and what are you talking about you have the number one spot what more do you want yeah (laughs) people can click through to one, one link, you know, it doesn't matter whether you have the feature snippet and the second spot, right. you're only going to click one of them, you know? So that's my feeling. So, um, you can say that it's very important for that, for those reasons that, you know, to get that number one spot, to get the the click through, to get that, uh, you know, um, what do you call it imagery, you know, that, yes. that helps your, your results stand out. Um, but by the same token, it might not mean a click through for you, really. Yeah. You know, it might mean that first uh, that first spot, yes, but it may not get you a click through depending on the topic and depending on how well you did it.
0: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this is not important, and I'm saying that because again, this is one of those I I consider this more of a byproduct than as something that you should like re sort of engineer your entire process towards SEO. It's like if you're if that's your you know, like maybe just bake it in sort of naturally to your thing. I don't think you have to go nuts in making this so, right. sort of like a focus. And plus, you're right. If you do end up doing a good job, you might do too good of a job, which ends ends up you end up losing traffic. Yeah. So so I'm going to say it's not important Um, just as a means of like what you should be focusing on in this in this list.
1: Right, you know. Yeah, in that sense, I I see what you're saying, and it's it's important to uh, it's important in the sense that if you get it, then great. yay, you no, know, great. Yeah. But you still might not get that click through. But just yeah, we like don't. The, we're not
0: trying. We're trying to get the. We're still in our head. You know, at Swim University, we're still trying to be number one. Right. You know what I mean. So like
1: the, the passage ranking thing we talked about. You know, as long as it's not unnatural. You know, yes. I don't think that you should start twisting your page around to, to, you know, try to get those passage rankings or try to get the features. Yeah. Cause then your
0: article is going to read like shit.
1: Yeah. You know, you're and just spinning and again, content
0: again, you know, like right, <laughs> all the right. mixing up paragraphs, so,
1: you know, when you see, if you get the featured snippet, you're like, woohoo. Yay. I got the sure. featured snippet. That's awesome. You know, and that can be very important for your page as far as really trying to do it though. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. It depends so much on, on the on the content. And
0: would you agree with not important though?
1: I think I would probably put it in meh because okay. I don't think it's not important at all because it can be that first result, but I don't think it's important in the sense that you should be trying to force it. So yeah,
0: I, I, I also, I'm, it, I, no I would it, love to come out no. with a new ranking system because the word important is important. How can something be more important? It's like the word priority. You can't have priorities. (laughs) There's one.
1: It's like unique. Something's either unique or it isn't. It's not very unique. (laughs)
0: Um, And then visual search, which I found kind of like a weird, uh, I was a little surprised by it as in the end to being in any list. Um, This seems more like not a uh, content driven metric. I would say this is more like an e-commerce thing.
1: Mm, that because be-
0: when they say um, amazon because that's like that's you using your phone taking a picture of something and then it finding that you know product um right pinterest what are you going on pinterest for you know i i i, I use pinterest personally for like website design like creating mood boards which is like pretty much i'm like the wor- useless like customer to pinterest um and then for like house stuff which i'm the most i'm the greatest at so it's like when i create it like so my mom asks, you know, hey, she doesn't live, you know, in the state. So she's like, you know, tell me what you want for Christmas. And so I create her a Pinterest board and just say, like, this is, you know, now we don't we don't want everything, but this is our kind of our like feel, you know, yeah. um, which yeah. is perfect. Because then she's like, oh, what's that link? I'm going to buy that thing. So for me, for me, I think um, visual search is, doesn't really apply to my world so much.
1: And that was going to be my take on it is that once again it depends on the type of content you have Mm -hmm. um a time when i use visual search a lot is when i'm trying to identify plants because i'm trying to create a garden in my backyard and create a a pollinator garden for hummingbirds and butterflies and birds and bees and so if i run across you know some flower when i'm out walking or you know or or i see online or something but there's no identification to it I yes i want to be able to take that photo and throw it into google and find what is that plant because i want to know is it something that i can use is it native Mm. is it you know whatever so for a you know uh what do you call a nursery site or a gardening site or something yeah have images of of all the plants that you have and have the, the, uh, the layman's name, plus the scientific name, because a lot of people like to use that, have the description of it, you know, where it's from, where it's native, what kind of care, all of those things, because yes, then when somebody throws in uh, a photo of this plant, you have a higher chance of, of showing up visual search for an SEO site or an SEO blog. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's going to be probably stock photos and that's not right.
0: right. <laughs> I Anybody mean, I guess, I guess in general, how important do you think like alt tags and, you know, naming Oh, okay.
1: that? Yes, they did mention alt tags. Yeah. Um, okay. So alt tags have two purposes because yes, you can optimize them for SEO, but the real purpose for an alt attribute, uh, I got to break the habit of saying alt tag An alt attribute is oh, right. one for, for accessibility because that is, um, you know, that screen reader software, when it runs into an image that's where it's going to get the image description. So your you have two attributes where you can put information about the an image. You can put something on the title and then the alt attribute. So you could make the title just something like, you know, getting back to the the plants, um, you know, just the name of it or or, you know, the the layman's name and then the scientific name or something. And then the alt attribute, you know, um, and don't start it with photo of. They know they're they're at a photo, just say, you know, um, Texas native blue bonnet, um, you know, uh, found in blah, blah, whatever, you know, just the description, because that gets read out to Mm. the person. Yes, you can optimize it for, for those words um, that, you know, for keywords and for target search terms, but also make sure that it's descriptive for, uh, for screen readers and for people um, with visual challenges and visual impairments.
0: Um, two things I want to point out in the comments here, uh, media Bay wrote unique, emotional and well color combined colors with professional text on it also rockets everything because Google vision is watching, (laughs) Uh, you know, and then April says you can get a ton of backlinks from a unique image. So that is a that is a tactic that I used way back in the day, and I wrote about in the online business time time machine. Like, eh, I don't do it anymore. I used to do infographics like crazy um, for some university. I stopped doing them because people weren't they weren't linking to it. Mm. You know, like that. I mean, in, but 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 I'm not. I'm talking about infographics. So like nowadays, um, yes, I can you know i kind of feel the same way about video too it's like video and graphics like it's the thing that most people are not going to create so if you if you take the extra step in creating a a very good visual aid and i i'm very much like seeing this praises, seeing this for a long time which is yes the whole idea of putting stock photos e- even if it's like a graphic like your your main graphic and if it's just like a cartoon who fucking cares like you're just taking up real estate on the site you're not it's, it's providing an any
1: image,
0: right? yeah you're not no providing bad. any sort of like you know the only the only reason that works is for social i think if you have an eye-catching image it's like it's like a thumbnail on youtube if you have an eye-catching image then yeah you're going to click on that but google doesn't have that they don't have images so uh they could one day and that would change everything um but you know what if google goes to a grid A grid of like Im- <laughs> oh like, man what do you mean, nuts? Um, what, so,
1: was, what was that second comment? You can get a ton of backlinks from unique what images? Unique
0: images, meaning like unique if you create images. the okay. image yourself, not, cre- you know, not using up. stock photos. So that's my point is like, you know, I'll look at a Swimming Diversity article and go, you know, we should create a graphic here that shows you a chart on like how much, how many ounces or grams you need to add of a baking soda to bring up your pH for, or your alkalinity or whatever. So mm-hmm. – like instead of, so that's a graphic. I could make that a table, but a graphic is much more shareable than a table is because yeah. the table, it's like, well, I can link to it. And yes, it's good. But like now you have all these numbers on the page and it doesn't, and like, and if it's a table, it doesn't look really look good on mobile, but on mobile, an image always looks good, you know, as long as it's responsive. So- um
1: it's shareable, it's yeah
0: Yeah, I'm going to, you know, when I originally- I kind of, I kind of poo-pooed this, but not that, you know, <sighs> <laughs> you know, I kind of, I'm going to say important because uh, it's just such a uh, middle of the road thing. I almost want, I wish this was more like spaced out so we could just like clearly separate, you know, and maybe we, like, we can do that at the end. Uh, so I'm going to put it here. <laughs> what do you think?
1: No, I agree. And, and I completely agree with that second comment to okay. unique image, yeah. not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, not um, a th- uh, the blogs that the blogs that you see that use um, stock images, you know, somebody sitting in front of a computer or somebody on the phone. or whatever, Yeah, that it doesn't
0: even doesn't just a, a unique character. cartoon doesn't count either.
1: I uh, know. And if it has nothing to do, if you're just putting an image just for that, the like you said, the social just to have an image pop up. OK, yeah, but it doesn't really contribute to the page. It doesn't contribute to the content right. the topic. You know nothing so it's not really serving a purpose it's more like an ornament it's not serving any purpose so um yes a unique image and even i will say though even if it were um getting back to the my my gardening um site example you could use a stock photo of a plant but you know you add um more information to it in in the alt attribute and you add more information on the the page of you know what it's called and where it grows and you know does it need sun or shade or you know how much water all of these things that can pull somebody in through that visual search and then they find more information uh, about it other than just you know here's another photo of it (laughs) on a stock site you know (laughs) that still doesn't tell you what it is or anything about it so yeah i completely agree
0: um okay so i want to do one more thing and then we're gonna have to call it a day because i have a call in ten minutes oh. with Money Lab Pro. So Ooh. um if you are interested in Money Lab Pro as I might as well just promote it now. Um it's live. It went live on Monday. So it's moneylab.co slash pro. It's a membership site where you can sort of join and you know, where all my courses are there, a community of other people are there who do the same thing we do, uh, like minded people, and you can get my WordPress theme and support for that WordPress theme uh for a monthly subscription, Money Lab Pro. Um, not really the greatest sales pitch of all time, but yeah.
1: Uh. <laughs> okay, well, let's add a testimonial to it because I will tell you that if you have never taken uh, one of Matt's courses, you are missing out because his courses are very thorough. They are very informative, very helpful, and uh, you cannot ask for a, a better deal than he is offering with Money Lab Pro to get that membership and have access to all of those courses and then the community to be able to to talk about those courses and to help each other out and and learn um it, you know rather than just learning by yourself in in your office. Um, it's it's an extremely valuable and um something that you should definitely check out.
0: I appreciate that. And your checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh uh, I mean, uh, no, I didn't pay you to say any of that.
1: Check. What are you talking about? Pay electronic. Let's go.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, that's that's what's there, and I have to do a call. I'm do my first office hours today. I do a call every week. So can we, you know, and and, and you know, if you have any questions, um, you know, I know. Well, Nathan's. I, I saw I see a question from Nathan here. Um, ask that in the, if you can get, go on to the money lab pro call, ask it there because we can talk about it in more detail. Um, I also want to bring up before we finish out this episode, um, the last stitch has a comment regarding age groups and video for my sewing YouTube channel. 45% of my viewers is 45 and older with 15% over 65. So this demographic is warming up to video in a big way. She says which is excellent that's the numbers you're looking for
1: right and if you remember, though, I didn't say that, you know, not to use video for that age group. What I said was where it was, whether it was on on Instagram yes. or on your site or on Facebook, where that audience is, too, because I think that the demographic for Instagram is younger than uh-huh. it is for Facebook.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, so, I know my parents you know, are not on Instagram.
1: absolutely be helpful for sewing and quilting and, and all of those kinds of things that you need to demonstrate, but it's going to depend on where you're sharing it and where you're hosting it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm glad
1: that you're seeing, you're seeing good results with um, videos for your site. That's great.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like, that's the thing is, is I just think video. I, I'm, I'm just so bullish on video and I hate that I just use the word bullish, by the way, what am <laughs> I, fucking stockbroker? Well,
1: I love that she knew that her stats though. She's that's, you know, it.
0: on top that, of it. Yeah. She knows
1: what she's doing.
0: Um, Excellent. I want to take this list as a final sort of like real quick before we wrap up and let's clear out this middle column. All right. So mobile SEO, important or meh? Uh,
1: very important. Everything is going mobile. Everything's moving toward mobile. Relaunch. Very important. Yeah? Yeah.
0: In yeah, sure, CTR. because
1: it's, that is, um, that's also a time saver. You know, instead of taking the time and effort and money and, and whatever, you know, especially if you hire writers. Can you put it here? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, because it's once again, it's going to depend on on what it is. You're not going to need to need or want to relaunch everything. Mm-hmm. There are going to be are going to be times when it's either just uh, you know defunct and you're going to uh, uh, redirect it, um, or just get rid of it. So no, it's it's important because it can save you money and time and and you know help you keep good information um, relevant for your well, audience.
0: Let's replace. Let's re- we can't add it. It doesn't fit. My design doesn't let it fit. So you have to take one <laughs> okay. over the other.
1: To Take one out. Oh, uh, then I, I would move um, passage ranking to important because so that's, gonna um, be this. I guess that's something. No, no, no. Too important.
0: We can't put it. Oh, here. we're taking.
1: It out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you just made it harder.
0: Got to pry. We got pri- to prioritize.
1: Oh, that's I'm longer.
0: kind of on board with this being over it's
1: here. Longer.
0: <laughs> I can't. It's it's I I can't. I don't know. Designs I can't design it that way.
1: Uh, okay. All right. Then put mobile SEO in extremely important. Okay. Yeah. And then pass a drinking, put uh put back. relaunch in, in yeah, put that there. And then yeah, there.
0: And then these okay. two back here.
1: Mm. Mm. Can we change meh to to kind of important instead of meh?
0: <laughs> yes. All right, okay. let's do that.
1: All right, then that's good. That's There we go.
0: All right, we have to unlock this, and we have to double click this, and we have to write kinda importante. There
1: we go. Okay. Does that feel better? that does feel better yes and then i will but i'll I'll append the same caveat that i've been saying throughout this discussion that it depends on your content and your goals and your audience and your site and a bunch of other factors too so visual search kind of important for you know maybe seo blogs visual search very important for um, you know, cooking sites that want to show the the end result of the food, and gardening sites, and sewing sites, and things yeah. like that. So.
0: so this is this is what we think are the top eight things that you should focus on in twenty twenty one for SEO.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think we did it. Yay,
0: uh, Michelle! Thank you so much for joining me on Money Lab. This is the longest episode. You officially broke the record.
1: Wow. Okay, well, you know, once we get talking, let's not even start talking about Julia Child and stuff because we'll be here all afternoon. <sighs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> we, all right, remind me to bring that up in, next time next time, because it's like, yeah, and I that's what I tell people on this show is it's rec- it's a cast of recurring characters. It's not just a, you know, <laughs> I have to get, you know, the same people can come on, talk about different subjects. Um,
1: so next time we'll start with Julia Child and then we'll talk about yes. all this other, you know, SEO stuff, whatever.
0: Yes. Uh, speaking of <laughs> recipes, so yeah, um, thank you so much for for joining me today. And, and thank
1: you for inviting me.
0: Yes. Uh, and thank stick you around. To everybody
1: who's watching for your time. What's that? I said thank you to everybody who's watching for your time. Oh,
0: absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Stick around after this just to say you know goodbye properly and not just like a a, a live thing like that's it. See you later. <laughs> but <Click. laughs> yeah, but that's it. See you later. Bye bye mm hey.